Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Your number one source for all of the Horizon League's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Welcome in, everyone. Justin Kinner with you here, and we are inching closer and closer to the 2019-2020 college basketball season. This week, the Horizon League men's basketball preseason poll was released. We're going to dissect that today on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Our guest will be the head coach of the number one team in the Horizon League men's basketball preseason poll, which is Scott Nagy, the head coach for the State Raiders. We'll get to that interview coming up here momentarily, but first let's look down the list. Let's take a look at the Horizon League men's basketball preseason poll. As I mentioned, Wright State coming in at number one. Northern Kentucky and the Norse at number two. The UIC Flames sitting at number three. Four, five, and six belong to the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, the Green Bay Phoenix, and the Youngstown State Penguins. Number seven, Milwaukee and the Panthers. The Detroit Mercy coming in at number eight. The IUPUI Jaguars sitting at nine and the Cleveland State Vikings coming in at number 10. One more time quickly, 1, 2, and 3 is Wright State, NKU, UIC, 4, 5, and 6, Oakland, Green Bay, Youngstown State, 7, 8, and 9, Milwaukee, Detroit, IUPUI, Cleveland State. And number 10, again, that is your 2019-2020 Horizon League men's basketball preseason poll. As far as the Horizon League preseason player of the year, that honor belongs to none other than Antoine Davis from Detroit. Antoine Davis, I'm telling you now, I, I don't care where you are at listening to this right now. Find where Detroit is at on your schedule. If you live in Detroit and you're a Detroit Mercy fan, good for you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But pull out the Horizon League schedule, circle when Detroit is coming to a Horizon League venue near you, and make sure you go watch this kid play. He is special. Steph Curry. You ever heard of him? Well, Antoine Davis last year broke the record held by Steph Curry for most three-pointers made by a freshman in a season. So the kid can ball, honestly. I mean, like, you, you need to pull out that schedule. You need to circle Detroit, and you need to make sure that you get to a Horizon League venue near you when he is in town because the kid is special. Not only is he the top player in the Horizon League, he's one of the top players in the nation. He is the nation's leading highest scorer at 26 points per game. There's going to be a lot of eyes on him, and all of those eyes need to really start in the Horizon League, and we're fortunate to have a player like that in this conference. I think Detroit, they're not projected to do a lot in 2019. They're coming in at number eight in the preseason polls, but when you have a player like that, I think the sky's the limit. They will go as he goes, and I'm excited to see what the Mercy have in store for the 2019-2020 season coming up. Before we get to our interview with head coach Scott Nagy, the head coach for the Wright State Raiders, let's take a look at the preseason first and second teams. Let's start with all Horizon League first team uh, for the preseason poll. Antoine Davis, as we just mentioned, uh, Jalen Tate from Northern Kentucky, Xavier Hill-Mays from Oakland, Tarkus Ferguson from the UIC Flames, and Loudon Love 
with the Wright State Raiders. Preseason All-Horizon League second-team members include Jaquan McLeod from Green Bay, Tyler Sharp from Northern Kentucky. How about Tyler Sharp? The last time we saw him, he was dropping 23 points in the NCAA tournament against Texas Tech. I can't wait to watch him in 2019 as well. Marcus Adi with the Flames, Bill Wampler with Wright State, and Darius Quisenberry, uh, one of the top freshmen in the Horizon League last season, is uh, going to be a star sophomore named to the Horizon League All-Second-Team or the preseason All-Horizon League second team here in 2019-2020. So there you have it. You have your preseason poll, top 10 in the Horizon League. You have your preseason player of the year with Antoine Davis, your preseason All-Horizon League first and second team members. We'll highlight more of those coming up later on in the podcast. But first, let's take a moment to have a visit with Wright State head basketball coach Scott Nagy. Scott Nagy is a two-time Horizon League coach of the year. The Raiders won the Horizon League regular season championship last season, going 13-5 and in Horizon League play last year. They return a lot of key pieces. Cole Gentry, Bill Wampler, Loud and Love, Skylar Potter, a good freshman from last season, now a sophomore. Jalen Hall coming back off of an injury where he missed all of last season. That's key for the Raiders. Keep in mind, Jalen Hall was one of the main contributing pieces to that NCAA tournament team a few seasons ago when they got knocked out by Tennessee. Missing him last year was a huge deal, and I think that that could have been a difference maker for the Raiders had they had him healthy. They do add a a big-time grad transfer from Northwestern, Jordan Ash. The reason I think it's a big-time grad transfer is because, for one, his experience of playing in the Big Ten, but he was also a team captain under Chris Collins for Northwestern. And I think when you add that type of leadership into a team that already has a lot of experience, tournament experience at that, I think that that just elevates this team even more. Let's visit with Wright State head basketball coach Scott Nagy right here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Coach, welcome in, sir. How are you? Very good, very good. Thank you. Good to hear, Coach. Uh, and again, thank you for your time today and joining us here on Reach the Horizon, uh, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Congratulations, your team tab, the number one team in the 2019-2020 uh, men's basketball preseason poll for the Horizon League. And, and look, these polls are great because it obviously generates excitement and buzz, especially for your fan base and for fan bases around the league whose teams are picked to finish at the top. And, you know, it's obviously a great marketing tool for these conferences. It's a great way to bring all eyes on these conferences and allow fans and those outside of the fan base to zero in on who are the teams we should be keeping an eye on out uh, for. And your team, obviously, right there at the top. There's a lot of reasons that these polls are good, but I'm curious, how do coaches view them? I'm sure you're happy that your team is getting the respect they deserve for the hard work that you and your staff and these players have put into building the program to where it is right now. But how do you view these polls? In your opinion, how do coaches as a whole view these polls? Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we all have a pretty good idea of, you know, how things will shake down anyway. And I think, uh, you know, like you say, the purpose of it certainly isn't for anything that we do. It's it, is more for uh, other people to talk about, and it does get people excited for the league and thinking about the league. And and so you know, we we knew that, that there was probably a pretty good chance we'd be picked to finish first. We were picked last year. We didn't handle it as well last year, I think, early. And then uh, you know we started to play better. I think we're more suited to handle it better this year. How do you address that with your your team? Have you guys talked about that? I mean, you said you kind of had an idea pretty much. I think a lot of people did as far as your team's concerned, being very well balanced with you know experience along with youthful new players as well. But how have you addressed that with your team, and what's their reaction like? Well, we it, we practiced this morning, so it wasn't out then. Uh, but I, I'm not even sure we'll address it. I think everybody kind of thought that anyway. I, you know, we're 
just kind of focused on on the uh, non-conference season right now, and I think uh, you know everybody kind of expected it, and and so there isn't really a whole lot for us to talk about with them. Some other awards that obviously uh, highlight your team: Loudon Love selected to the preseason All Horizon League first team, uh, Bill Wampler selected to the All Pre or All Horizon League second team for, for the preseason polls. You guys have a lot of experience coming back, and uh, this I mean, this is a core group that has experienced the NCAA tournament. They've experienced the NIT tournament, obviously, last year against Clemson. You guys have won the regular season Horizon League title before. You've won the Horizon League tournament before, obviously, to get to the tournament years ago. You guys have accomplished a lot in just a couple years together. How much has that experience helped you this offseason, and where are you guys at right now? How do you feel about this unit uh, coming together with the additions of some of the newcomers as well this offseason? It's it's been good. I you know I think we have good leadership. We you know we obviously have Cole and Bill as seniors, but but we've added uh, Jordan Ash and, and uh, Alexander uh, Dos, Do, Dosich uh, you know to 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 that. And so we have four fifth year seniors. You know we have Loudon who who is a, a, a fourth year junior. We have Jalen and James who are our third year sophomore. So we definitely have a lot of experience and. I think uh, we're a lot hungrier this year than we were last year. The uh, you know, but we have added we've added good freshmen too, and and so you know we had Grant Basile sitting out, uh, who's played very well, and and uh, we have some other very good freshmen that are pushing the older guys. So we have a, a lot of competition. We're very deep, and so it's made for a good summer. It made for, for a good trip to Italy, uh, and it's making for good practices now. And you mentioned you know Jalen Hall missing uh, pretty much all of last season due to that injury. How has he kind of blended into the mix? You know, playing alongside Cole Gentry and, and Wampler and and Love and Basile and some of the new guys as you mentioned. How has his progression been coming off an injury and just kind of being slid back into the fold here? He's been pretty rusty, and uh, you know we we had summer to work with him. Uh, you know, I thought I think that you know he thought his expectations where everything would just flow perfectly again. And when you sit out almost an entire year, it doesn't work that way. And so he's he's trying to figure that out. Get you know what players would call a rhythm. Uh, and and then you know this this fall he sprained his ankle and was out for about a month, which didn't help things. And and so that's set him back a little bit. But he's in practice now and he's he's starting to figure things out. You guys have so much to worry about with your own team uh, during an off season and with recruiting and everything. But from a conference standpoint, and again, the polls that came out today, how do you guys keep an eye on your competition in the league uh, throughout the off season? I mean, how much attention are you giving the rest of your league, or is it just all eyes on your program only? Or do you keep an eye on what goes on for other teams as far as recruiting and players that you know transfer out or transfer in or anything like that? You know, I think just naturally, there's there's some of it. Uh, that, that's hard to miss, but I don't go out of my way to, to figure out what other teams are doing. I uh, really am focused on on our team and what we're doing and who we're recruiting, and really spend very very little time with with any attention to any of the other teams. And for the most part, I you know other than some of the players that are returned, I couldn't tell you anything about any of the teams. Uh, last thing about another team, but Northern Kentucky loses uh, John Brandon as their head coach, who's done a tremendous job building that program up since becoming, you know, eligible to be a D1 program a few years ago. They've been to the NCAA tournament twice in the last three years, and have ultimately developed into your rival uh, over the last few seasons as well. How much of an impact do you think that'll have on that program? They hire a very good replacement for him in Darren Horn as well, assistant coach from Texas. Yeah, and they, you know, they're returning four starters off of a very experienced team and, and some very good players. And so, you know, we expect that they're, they're going to be very good and will compete. 
Uh, I don't know a lot about Coach Horn and, and how he coaches, uh, you know, and we'll figure that stuff out later. But I think just uh, the, the players alone, which really is the most important ingredient in terms of winning, uh, you know, they, they return a lot of very good players. As far as the non-conference schedule goes, Coach, you know, I've taken a look, a look at your schedule, and, and a lot of times all you know, we hear about the difficulties in scheduling, not just for mid-majors, but for all programs. Uh, you see a lot of the Power 5 conferences going to 20-game you know, conference schedules, which makes it more difficult for outside programs, Power 5 programs to schedule. Is scheduling harder this year than in years past? Is it getting more difficult each year, or is it about the same level of difficulty that it's always been in your eyes? Yeah, it's it's about the same, but you know, as you get better and as as your reputation gets better, then it does become more difficult. We don't we don't have any uh, high major teams on our schedule this year. We're probably one of the few teams in the country that doesn't, but we have a very tough mid major schedule. And so, you know, I don't make any apologies about who we're playing. I think it's a tough schedule, and we're we're excited about it. We we need to get off to a way better start this year than we did last year, and I'm hopeful to do that. But uh, you know, we we it, it's going to be a difficult thing to do. We play at home, and then we go right on the road to Miami and to Tennessee Tech. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get tested very quickly. And uh, you know, I just think that that the, the non-conference schedule not only does it get you ready for conference, uh, but but it, it gives you an idea of where you are. And uh, you know, like I say, last year we just didn't do a very good job of, of handling. Uh, what how people viewed us because people viewed us as being very good and, and then we lost Jalen and that was a problem for us to to figure out how to play without him and I just think we're just much more suited to to have a better non-conference this year and moving into conference. Wright State head basketball coach Scott Nagy with us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. And uh, coach, I thought it was interesting. You mentioned that you're one of the few mid-major programs this coming up season uh, that does not have one of those high major schools on your non-conference schedule. And those have always fascinated me because I understand the business side of it for as far as the, the buy games are concerned from time to time. And uh, maybe the other side of it is, is it, you know, it's unique for fans to get to see your program go up against those schools, or maybe it's an experience for your student athletes alone. But what do you learn about your teams in those games? Because uh, what I really like about your non-conference schedule is that it is filled with opponents that are very similar to what you are going to be facing come, you know, late December and January, February, heading into March, uh, you know, for Horizon League play. What do you gain from playing teams like that? I get there's the possibility of potentially upsetting one of those teams, but I feel like in big picture, are those necessary uh, when you when it comes to putting together a non-conference schedule? You know, there, there can be a benefit if you feel like you can compete. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we went down to Mississippi State last year and uh, played very well. But, you know, th- those teams are buying those games for a reason because they think they can win them. Uh, and so really what's what, what's most important for us and what, what's what's better for our program to, to build our net and have a better net is to play as many home games as you can. And if you're, if you're being bought all the time, that's pretty difficult to do. Uh, and, and the fact of the matter is, if you look at the percentages, uh, over 70% of your non-conference home games you win, and uh, over 70% of your non-conference road games you lose. Uh, and so it benefits you to play at home. And, you know, I think uh, Bob Grant has, has really done a good job of uh, helping us just get to the point where we're able to buy games and play at home as much as we can because we want to build our net. That's the most important thing. And our goal 
uh, at the end of this is, is to have a chance to be an at-large team. And really the only way to do that is to play as many home games you can and not play on the road. Coach, another change uh, coming up in 2020 will be the new host site for the Horizon League Men and Women's Basketball Championships. You were fortunate uh, to be one of the teams that punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament at Little Caesars Arena, Motor City Madness, over the last couple seasons. And now that's officially a thing of the past. All eyes are moving forward now towards Indianapolis at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Uh, just talk about you know your memories from coaching and your team playing in Motor City Madness in Detroit, and what are your expectations, uh, and how excited are you for the new host city and host site being in Indianapolis now for the 2020 Horizon League Men and Women's Basketball Championships? Well, the, you know, playing at the Little Caesars Arena was a lot of fun, but the fact of the matter is it's a big arena, and, and our league uh, just doesn't draw. You know, if we're going to go to one site like that, it's going to be difficult. You know, for our schools to, to draw people uh, into that game, and particularly if you're playing in a big city, because there are other things going on. Just you know, even besides just your own your own conference tournament, and uh, you know, I think Indianapolis is probably more is better suited for drawing people because it's it's more centrally located. I know for us, I think it will definitely be better. We'll have more fans over there to watch it. Uh, but it's you know it's also going to be a difficult thing to make it there because you have to be in the final four to get to it. So the top two teams automatically go there, and if you're not one of the top two teams, then you have to win two games to get there. And and so it's not easy to get there. Uh, obviously, it's it's best to be one of the top two teams and go straight there, and that would be the goal. Coach, a big college athletics headline that's really dominated over the last couple months has been the conversation of the the pay for play and and player likeness and you know student athletes being able to make money off of their name and their likeness uh, and obviously everyone has opinion on that. It's always talked about in sports radio shows, sports media. Uh, fans have opinions. You as coaches, I'm sure, all have a, different opinions on that as well. But I'm curious your thoughts on that because a lot of people just associate this with the higher major programs. You know, right away the future NBA players and the future NFL players of the world. But really, this can stem all the way down into mid-major as well. I mean, there's nothing stopping a Loudon Love or an Antoine Davis from Detroit of appearing in car commercials or endorsing products if these rules are changed here in the coming years. And I'm just curious, have you and your coaching staff had conversations uh, about you know preparing for these slight changes at your athletics department at Wright State? Has the Horizon League issued any statement on this to you as coaches about ways to be prepared for if these laws change? I'm just curious your mindset on how you as a program, how you as a head coach and your program will handle these types of changes well it's something we've thought about but it's you know it doesn't impact us as much now you know what, what california and some of these states are starting to do is, is say that you know players can benefit from their likeness uh or you know if they're marketable in any certain way that, that maybe they could be paid for that whether they do a commercial or uh you know if their likeness shows up on a video game whatever it is and there's, you know, I'm kind of a free market guy, and there's, there's some of that that I, I think would be okay. I, I don't know how you regulate it though, particularly if you have boosters that would pay somebody to do a commercial for them. How do you regulate and really know if they're paying them for what they're doing or if they're giving them more money than it should be? So I don't know how any of that gets regulated. Now the pay for play stuff is a little different. And, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, I think, uh, like you say, the, the, the high majors would separate themselves by really being able to do that where some of the schools at our level wouldn't be able to do that. And then it comes down to who are you paying? Who, who's going to get the money? And, you know, does somebody who plays a more significant role in the team get more money than another guy? I mean, in other words, are these just going to be professional teams? And I think we kind of have to decide uh, what we want to do here with amateurism. Uh, 
but you know, I don't think these talks are going away, and I think they're going to move more in that direction each day. All right. Well, Coach, thanks so much for your time, uh, and we're excited for the season to finally get here here in a few weeks, and uh, best of luck moving forward and best of luck this coming up season. All right. Thank you, Justin. That was Wright State head basketball coach Scott Nagy. Thanks to him for taking time and joining us here on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Being a listener of the Reach the Horizon podcast has its benefits, including exclusive access to tickets to the Horizon League basketball championships. To thank you for listening, save $5 per ticket by using the code HLPODCAST at checkout. Again, visit horizonleague.com and use the code HLPODCAST at checkout. I look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis. All right, and there you have it. One more time, the Horizon League men's basketball preseason polls have been revealed. We now know who the preseason player of the year is going to be. We announced the Horizon League uh, preseason all-league first team and all-league second team. So, uh, again, for if you want more information on this, you want the list for yourself, you could check it out at horizonleague.com. Again, check that out at horizonleague.com. And also make sure that you give them a follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. And that is at Horizon League on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Uh, for news and exclusive behind-the-scenes access. And uh, again, we're heading into the fall championship uh, portion of the season as well. That's inching closer and closer uh, for soccer and for volleyball. So uh, we'll continue to have more information on that coming up in the weeks to come. Um, But one more time, shout-out to Scott Nagy, head basketball coach for the Wright State Raiders. Real quick, too, just taking a look at a couple teams uh, to to keep an eye on for this season. I'm excited about Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky being led by Jalen Tate and Tyler Sharp. I mentioned Tyler Sharp earlier. Poured 23 points on Texas Tech in their NCAA tournament game last season. Of course, the Northern Kentucky Norse have experienced a lot of change this offseason. For one, they're having to move on without their star player, Drew McDonald, who graduated last year. We all know the tremendous and storied career that he had with the Norse. Uh, he was a part of their opening chapter as a Division One basketball team that helps put them on the map. Two NCAA tournament teams, uh, two NCAA tournament appearances in the last three seasons. He was a part of that as was former Norse head coach John Brandon. Shout out to him, by the way. Congratulations on his new role uh, as head coach for the Cincinnati Bearcats. He deserved that role, uh, and he deserved you know getting an opportunity to coach uh, with the Bearcats in the American Conference. So again, congratulations to him. But with that being said, I think it's always tough. When you have a coach that has led your team to the NCAA tournament two of the last three seasons, that's always a difficult task in finding a coach to replace him. But I believe that the Norse hit it out of the park uh, with their hire of Darren Horn. I think this is going to be as seamless a transition as possible when you think, when you talk about you know switching head coaches. Darren Horn most recently with the Texas Longhorns, uh, part of two NCAA tournament appearances. He was a part of the NIT championship team last year as an assistant under Shaka Smart with the Texas Longhorns. But he also has head coaching experience. Darren Horn previously was a head coach at South Carolina from 2008 to 2012. Uh, he was a part of the team and he was the head coach of the team in 2009 that upset number one Kentucky and gave that program their very first win over a number one team in that program's history. He was also the head coach for Western Kentucky uh, that led the uh, West, that led Western Kentucky to the Sweet 16 in the 2007-2008 season. So this is a guy that has a lot of you know a lot of experience as an assistant coach with NCAA tournament appearances and IT championships as a head coach as well, coaching you know with an SEC team in South Carolina, leading Western Kentucky to the Sweet 16 in 2007. This guy is a tremendous coach, and I applaud Northern Kentucky for the hire. I think he's going to do big things with the Norse 
of Northern Kentucky. Another team I'm going to be keeping an eye out this season will be the UIC Flames. I think that they're an interesting story. I think they were knocking on the door of really, I mean, they were a thorn in the side of the Wright State Raiders. Uh, I think they, you know, they were never an easy win for any team last year. They return Marcus Adi, a senior, as well as Tarkus Ferguson. He was All Horizon League second team last year. He's a part of the All Horizon League preseason uh, team this season. Uh, preseason first team. He led the Flames in, how about this? Okay, talking about Tarkus Ferguson. He led the Flames in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and minutes last year. That's a good key piece to be returning here in 2019. He had 26 double-digit scoring games, seven double-doubles, and recorded the only triple-double in program history last year. So how about that? Tarkus Ferguson uh, is a name to keep an eye out for this year in helping leading the Flames, again, coming in at number three in the preseason poll. Marcus Adi, another key player to keep an eye out for this year for the Flames, tied for second in scoring last season with 14 points per game. Career-high 77 assists last season. All right, so that's another key role that he plays as well. He contributes to sharing the ball and getting those around him involved, and I think that's going to be key for the Flames' success here in 2019. He is also the team's active scoring leader. He has scored 1,287 points, and he leads the team with most games played at 98. So a lot of experience that uh, McLean and the Flames have coming back here in 2019, and that's a team to keep an eye out for right there as well. That wraps it up for us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. While you wait for the next podcast to drop, stay up to date with the Horizon League. Visit HorizonLeague.com and follow at Horizon League on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat for news and exclusive behind-the-scenes access. We thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're telling your friends and family about us. Subscribe and download to the Reach the Horizon podcast. Leave a review uh, in there as well. Again, take the time to do that. We would really appreciate that. Next week, the women's preseason uh, poll comes out. We'll find out who the preseason player of the year is going to be, and we'll reveal who the first team and second team preseason honorees will be next week as well for the women's side of college basketball. Again, the season inching closer been closer that wraps it up for us we thank you for tuning in until next week this has been reach the horizon the official podcast of the horizon league